been late another day Oh what a wonder, oh what a waste It's a Monday, it's so mundane What exciting things will happen today The yard is full of hard rubbish, it's a mess and I guess the neighbours must think we run a mess like We should amend that I pull the sheets back, it's 40 degrees and I feel like I'm dying Life's getting hard in here so I do some gardening Anything to take my mind away from where it's supposed to be The nice lady next door talks of green beds and All the nice things she wants to plant in them I want to grow tomatoes on the front steps Sunflowers, bean sprouts, sweet corn and radishes I feel proactive, I pull out weeds All of a sudden I'm having trouble breathing in I'm having trouble breathing in I'm having trouble breathing in I'm having trouble breathing in
Courtney Barnett and her band, The Courtney Barnetts, live in our Boulder studio. Thanks so much for joining us here on KGNU. Thanks for having us. Is this your first gig in Colorado? Oh, yeah. First, first ever. First time being here. Awesome. We're so glad to have you on the radio. Um, so, Courtney, you've said Smoke on the Water and Come As You Are were the first songs <laughs> you learned on guitar. Yeah. So do you remember the first original song you wrote? Uh, yeah, I think, um, it was, uh, from memory, I think it was, it was called Red Torch and it was about, um, a torch I had in my room cause I was scared of the dark. So a torch in Australia is a flashlight? Oh yeah. Flashlight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, so you've said in interviews that you, you keep a journal. Did that always go hand in hand with guitar or were they separate? How did that kind of come together? Uh, I, I guess they kind of work together. Um, but, but yeah, you know, they, 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 I kind of, when I don't have my guitar with me, I write stuff and, and vice versa, you know. So give people a sense of your recording trajectory. Most of us in the States know you from A Sea of Split Peas. Are the songs from your first EP you, you wrote in your bedroom, did you actually record like in, in a room like that? Uh, we the, the very first EP, I... Um, I completely recorded at home, but then I re and played every instrument. But then I, it sounded really uh, <laughs> uh, weird and and kind of MIDI uh, drum tracky. So um, <laughs> I showed it to a bunch of my friends, and then and and everyone kind of learnt the parts. And we did that in a lounge room, kind of like the size of the studio. And and my friends just had some microphones, and yeah, we just did it. It worked pretty well. So I want to ask you how it came to be that you were awarded a grant from the Australian government to work on your next recording. I mean, we can hardly keep from destroying the postal service, let alone support the arts in the states. So, yeah, well, it's a it's a tricky subject at the moment because our, our our government's kind of um, decided that art and music uh, is isn't important, so that they're stripping all the grants away. But I mean, I guess we're really lucky in the first place because every time I travel anywhere, people are like, what's a grant? <laughs> like, you get money to make albums? So it's pretty, you know, we're pretty lucky in that, um, in that respect. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's good. It's a good way to kind of keep the, keep the culture going around our little Melbourne community. <laughs> so Melbourne has a kind of a burgeoning uh, environment for music? Yeah, yeah, it's great. There's, there's a uh, basically everyone plays in a band or a six, and uh, and um, and and lots of people are artists, and you know, it's just I, I think people get inspired by seeing other people do do inspiring things, so it, it kind of just keeps going in a big circle. So you started playing uh, avant gardener, mm -hmm. and uh, what's next? Uh, we're gonna do a song called Lance Junior, which is off the, the, the first part of the EP.
teachers helps me get to sleep And it's cheaper than to Courtney Barnett live on KGNU playing tonight at Larimer Lounge in Denver. First ever Colorado show, and y'all are everywhere right now. It's really exciting. Um, we're so glad that you stopped here on your meteoric rise uh, in Boulder. Um, I want to ask the Courtney Barnetts to introduce themselves, starting with the drummer. Hi, I'm Dave. Hey, guy. <laughs> and I'm Barnes. I play the bass. Nice. So you, you guys have already uh, done a lot of recording on the next album, uh, due out later this year. Can, let me ask you, can, can you stay indie or would signing a big record contract be nice? What's what's the next? Well, uh, well, we've we've signed some deals with um, like for the last release. I mean, that's probably why you've even heard it in the first place, because we we got an American uh, label and a UK label. But, um, you know, they're indie and like we spent a really long time looking for the right people to work with who believe in the same kind of ideas and you know stuff that we do um yeah i don't know big big i'm not really interested in a you know a, a ton of money and and uh major labels if 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 they're gonna do bad things to you i had a chance to talk to modest mouse right when they signed with epic records and um the argument that isaac made was well this lets us put more money into recording so yeah. i mean i don't think any of us would mind if you guys got paid a little bit extra. Uh, <laughs> it's it's finding the happy medium, I think. <laughs> so so talk about handing in notice at your job to tour the world. <laughs> uh, I mean, before we even started touring, I was playing. Um, like us three used to play in another band, and and then I played in another band as well, and and I kind of was always doing stuff. So even on a um, on a weekly basis, I kind of was only doing like uh, two shifts a week or something, you know. So. I started becoming a, a, a not so great employee, and, and then and then I kind of started saying, "Oh, I think we're going to America," and 
I might not be able to work until two months away. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was Coachella your first festival outside of Australia? Yeah, it yeah. was, right? Yeah, it was. So yeah. what's it like to arrive at Coachella as an artist? It's pretty full on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was just a big... I mean, that was the start of this trip. So we've been away from home since then. It's the longest I've ever been away. And, and then that's kind of... We've only we'd only done one festival in Australia, so coming from that to here, and uh, and the first festival we do is like this huge two weekend thing with like who's headlining it? Uh, our cast was playing. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, it just was, yeah, it was pretty massive. Drive you just drive you to your stage in a, in a golf, golf cart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, so so what's that. what's Australian slang for bonkers? Like that was crazy. You know, like what what do you call uh, it? Like. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. And, uh, so then you head to Europe, and I want to ask you, you toured with Billy Bragg? Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, he's a political music legend. I'm curious if he asked you to join a musician's union or the IWW. <laughs> uh, no, I um, that was in Australia, yeah. I, I, I supported, oh, okay. su- supported him um, solo just before we left, and uh, it was great. Yeah, he uh, that was a real a real treat touring with him and his band and they're all really lovely and yeah a lot of people are like so when I was doing the tour are you gonna start writing political songs right. now <laughs> but yeah you know I I really respect his songwriting and his stance on everything and it's really it's really yeah respectable thing. Well, I got my geography wrong. So back to Europe just for one more, <laughs> one or two more questions. Uh, you played the epic Glastonbury Music Festival. I mean, most Americans can only dream of what that's like. Was that, I mean, what was that like for you guys as musicians? That was incredible. It was a dream come true playing there. It was unbelievable. It was so wet, though, just completely <laughs> muddy. And I guess we knew that was coming. But, yeah. But yeah, it was brilliant. Really good shows. We weren't too prepared. We had to buy a $10. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I don't know. We, we call them gumboots. They call them willies. What do you call like them? Galoshes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Boots. Oh. And then one last question. This is a tough one. If you could drink a smoothie with anyone in history, who would it be? Let's start with the band. Oh, it's oh. Oh, a tough one. Um, <laughs> Sit down, have a smoothie. Bones, probably. Oh. <laughs> nice. Nice. I would have thought you'd say Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah, and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> we could have two smoothies. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Queens of the Stone Age. Why not? <laughs> wow, cool. I, I love those guys. Uh, I'll say um, Leonardo da Vinci because I just read a book on him and I love him. <laughs> nice. Well, we'd love it if you play if you'd play one more song for us. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for stopping by and uh, we'll see you at the Lamar Thanks Lounge. Thanks for having Thank us. <laughs> this one's History Eraser.
Until the moon becomes a sun And in the taxi home I'll send you a tree